Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And, um... I mean, it's a uh, it's quite a day in the land of Central Texas. And what has Aaron? What could have sparked me? Uh, what could have sparked me to reach out and talk to Art Bryles earlier today? What? Why would I? Why would I have done that? Well, um, there are reports, and uh, it is very interesting, and uh, certainly. Um, I saw it from David out there that uh, Midway is on its way to uh, making a coaching hire, football coaching hire, and uh, that that is uh, fascinating. And, and it's, I mean, it was going to be Aaron big. It's a big doings, no matter who it was. You know, we always like, hey, Midway. That's a big school. We like talking about Midway, but well. A, a great friend of the show had reached out to me earlier today, and uh, and it kind of put this on my radar a little bit. And I thought, hmm, hmm. And I'm not always trying to, you know. Matt Step does that for da- Dave Campbell's Texas football. I'm not out there generally trying to provide. Oh my gosh, I got the scoop on who this coach is. But it is very interesting news. And um, the former, it appears that the former coach uh, and uh, defensive coordinator at uh, TCU, Joe Gillespie, will be the uh, new head coach at Midway. Now, according to to David's reporting, uh, the AD out there has not uh, confirmed nor denied that. So I... uh, uh, very, it's very interesting, uh, you know, on so many fronts. But uh, that is a, it's an incredible school district, uh, big time school. And and so why would I reach out to, uh, to Art? Well, so, and of course I'm now seeing all these TCU ex players and everybody react to this news, and they're very excited for Joe Gillespie, who had been, I think, become part of the Alito community and uh, lived there as he was coaching at TCU, had a big role in TCU going to the national title game. Well, Aaron, if you go all the way back to Stephenville High School, 1995, uh, and some of those state titles while Art was there, I think 98, 99, I mean, they were having a huge run. Well, Gillespie was on those staffs. Then he went back to Stephenville, uh, as head coach and had a big uh, big run there through seven years. Aaron, who, I mean, some of the greatest coaches have come from Stephenville. Art Bryles, 
Chad Morris was there at one point, I believe, and then uh, Joe Gillespie. But um, Gillespie was 72-23 and 23 in his seven years as head coach at Stephenville, 22-6 and six in the playoffs. Now, again, uh, this is not the, – the Midway has not confirmed or denied that, but this is a uh, report that's out there. And even, uh, Aaron, I noticed Shane Anderson, the previous coach at Midway, took to social media to react to this. And uh, Shane Anderson quoted uh, – well, it's on his Twitter saying – Great hire by Midway. Very happy for those coaches and, more importantly, those kids at Midway. Joe Gillespie will take the Panthers to the next level. Best of luck to the Panthers. Now, again, I don't know. Again, you know, I've heard, of course, like everybody's heard. But I don't know, and I've never come on here trying to tell exactly what occurred that got Shane Anderson fired at Midway. But I like Shane, always have, and I think that's very nice that Shane would immediately jump out there and uh, and herald this hire uh, by uh, Midway. Again, they haven't confirmed it, but uh, reports uh, are out there and, uh, and certainly uh, uh, thought that it seemed like this morning was headed in that direction, and again, we'll... They'll, I'm sure, have an official announcement. May may uh, be Monday. There'll be, I'm sure, some sort of news conference, and then we'll uh, we'll try to have Coach Gillespie on. But uh, Aaron, I would say, pretty. I mean, pretty exciting. I I love the job that the interim uh, coach that uh, um, as you know Ezra Martinez. I really. Really loved the job he was doing. And I thought he, in a tough, tough situation, did some really good things. And a lot of times what you'll see is these school districts or even in college, if they if they go pretty well under the interim, they'll go with that coach. But in this case, they went with, uh, they went with uh, uh, you know, someone else. And this is a high-profile and it's again, it's a great job. Let's see what happens with this redistricting. Uh, that's coming up here, you know, uh, pretty quickly. We'll know that here in the next week where they'll land. I mean, obviously, we know what happened when they got put in the district of Doom with Duncanville and DeSoto and all of that. But um, uh, but but anyway, big big story and. Uh, and uh, and of course, uh, uh, good job there by David getting that getting that news uh, out there, and this is uh, this is a big one. So, um, Aaron, I would just say, I mean, that I that just really to me, uh, Joe Gillespie is on in a lot of ways a home run hire. I just feel like someone with that reputation. And had had that level of success, even whether it be at Tulsa or even at TCU. Now, they ran them out of there because they had a bad year this season. Whether it's fair or not, who knows? Life isn't fair, especially in the coaching business. But major name and, and, and one of the more successful high school coaches over the years. Um, and, and you get a lot of people right now championing and uh, – and, and giving a lot of kudos 
for this uh, for this particular hire. Aaron, I got this. Uh, I think it's pretty big day for Midway, and uh, I think uh, I think Joe Gillespie, uh, from what I can tell, is a huge name, huge hire. Yeah, I don't know if that's the hire. How you could hit more of a home run than that? You know, mm-hmm. like if you were compiling a list of just potential candidates uh, with no mm-hmm. salary cap or just mm-hmm. your choice of possible candidates, he would be high on that list. It's a pretty incredible hire. We don't always, uh, Aaron, I guess, because it's Texas, you know, high school, some of this stuff you get, you should file public records. And, and uh, I mean, they'll, they'll probably have to post this, what his salary will be. But uh, I kind of think Joe Gillespie, again, will he be the one of the highest paid or the highest paid coach in Central Texas? Well, yeah. I mean, it's an affluent community, and it's it's. But again, I don't think I I, I you know I, my my gut feeling, Aaron, was like, oh man, you know, you got to pay that guy a lot of money. But the truth is. I mean, Midway and Brad Shelton and everybody, they're going to be responsible. It's not like college or NFL, and they're going to go, you're going to give them some kind of Jimbo deal. Oh, I tell you what, for this guy, we'll do 300K. Uh-uh, uh-uh, doesn't, doesn't really work like that. So while he'll be well compensated, I don't think Joe Gillespie takes something like this for the money. Uh, I mean, I, I think there are analysts. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who would have pursued Joe Gillespie whether it be high school, college, whatever. It's a very got, – got quite a reputation. Um, now, let's see. I did talk to Art this afternoon, and he simply said, um, I'm happy for Gillespie. He'll do a great job. And then, Aaron, what's that uh, – the hundred, you know, that hundred emoji? Art was – Art later – in his uh, coaching, kind of got into the emoji deal, and so he, he threw a threw the emoji out there. But uh, um, and and again, people will go, well, "Wait, was Art?" No, I don't think. I think Art knows that. I mean, I, I think if Art did anything, it would be to help his son-in-law at Mississippi State, and I think that would almost be have to be kind of a behind-the-scenes deal. Obviously, his son-in-law was hired to be the head coach recently at Mississippi State. And I've told you all that story about that. It, I've heard from sources that Mike Leach was, uh, before he passed away or right before he passed away, was really entertaining the idea of trying to bring Art on his staff. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it, all of this is kind of fascinating stuff. Aaron, speaking of Art, I I have to say it's interesting, isn't it, the, the to hear those Baylor assistant coaches that came on yesterday and how open they were, and again, I don't see any problem with being open about it because you can say whatever you want about how things ended. I mean, the players and, and the offense during all those years were unbelievable. And, and both coaches we had on, and we'll hear more from Coach Kapilovic coming up at 4 o'clock today, uh, that's Chris Kapilovic. Aaron, did you notice that? Wasn't that interesting that they said, hey, I think this will look a lot. We were, And I think they've been looking back at even some of the film. But both of them brought up Baylor 2013 through 2015. 
and it was in regards to the running game. And Aaron, let's think back. Shock, Linwood, whenever Lake Seastrunk showed up on the scene, right? I mean, Terrence was a little bit before that. I was thinking about Terrence because I, I loved Ganaway, but that was he was probably going back to like 9 and 10. But, man, and, and their point was everything comes off the run game, like all that unbelievable passing success, which led me, Aaron, to say, I can't remember if I said it to Jake or maybe I said it to Chris yesterday. I'm like, well, okay, now you just need to make sure you have a Terrence Williams, Kendall Wright, and, and Katie Cannon. Who else could we name, Aaron? The whole, the whole, that whole group. Now, if you want to go all the way back, of course, Gordon started it all. Um, but uh, but by the end, I mean, they just, it was like everybody, Antoine uh, Goodley. I mean, it was just player after player. Um, somebody posted some RG3 uh, highlights the other day, and it was like um, Tevin, what was his name, Aaron? Tevin Reese. I mean, you just forget, like, they just had, I bet they had a run of, like, 10 wide receivers who are all incredible. Um, and, and sometimes I forget about some of them, like Aaron Lanier Sampson. Like, that dude was awesome. Remember how jacked up he was and Lanier would go racing down the sideline and they would throw one up to him? So, again... We we know, and it's well chronicled, the end of that era and how horrible all that was. But that's not to say that there weren't incredible players and offenses on those teams. So, anyway, uh, as I said yesterday, these guys are all part of the, uh, you know, I, I, Art is part of the Air Raid family. He, now, he's he kind of did his own thing, and so he has a bit of his own tree, but it's not like he he didn't have uh, connections to, um, you know, Leach because he coached with Leach at Texas Tech. And that's kind of circa, oh, I don't know, 2000 it would have been about when he went over to Texas Tech. So, um, anyway, lots of interesting stuff to get into. Uh, Aaron, I noticed we put uh, the Kapilovic, we put a lot of this on social media for you. Aaron does a great job of that. Aaron, like, I mean, both the interviews did really well for us, but I just, I, I, I looked earlier today in the Kapilovic, the O-line coach, and we did him yesterday, I don't know, about 5.30 or so. Aaron, it, it, it had drawn, like, fourteen to 15,000 views in the first, I don't know, you know, uh, 15 hours or 12 hours it was out there. So people are hungry for news and hungry to hear about this new offensive staff, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Now, people are also hungry for the AFC and NFC title games. We bring in our Detroit Lions expert and lifelong Detroit, grew up in Detroit, went to school in Detroit, now covers the Dallas Cowboys, but John Mashoda from The Athletic joins us next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball. 
on ESPN Central Texas. The 13th ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available 
for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Start off 2024 in style with the new Buick Envision from Richard Carr. Rated the number one compact SUV from J.D. Powers, the Envision has room for the family, advanced safety features, and a whispered quiet drive. Right now, qualified buyers save $5,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Carr Buick or at least a new, well-equipped 2023 Buick Envision for only $335 per month. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. Richard Carr, we give you more. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On this Matt Mosley Show, and uh, John Mashoda now joining us from The Athletic. And John, I mean, I, I may ask you to put your Cowboys cap back on at some point, but right now you are all Detroit lined up. I mean, this is what you've waited for since you were a kid. You watch this team. I mean, will it not sink in, John, until kickoff uh, that it's actually happening? I mean, it does sound strange. And, of course, it leaves the Cowboys alone with, like, the commanders as having gone so long, whatever the stat is. But um, what do you what do you think you'll – what will that feeling be like having grown up in the Detroit area when you see the Lions out there competing for the right to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I didn't think it would be that big of a deal to me just because I cover an NFL team. But this week when Jared Goff was talking to reporters and his backdrop had, you know, the Lions logo, but then it had the NFC Championship game logo on there. One, it made me think of, I was like, man, that just doesn't even seem right. And then two, it made me think of, man, it's been a long time since the Cowboys have, have had a player stand in front of a backdrop like that. I mean, because I know how from week to week when they're in the playoffs, how they're preparing for the possibility of, okay, if they win this game, then we'll have, we're going to have more media. We're going to have to have players over here. If they win this game, uh, we're probably not going to be able to do this in the locker room. We're going to have to have Dak out here. And so I know that they plan for all this stuff, but we just haven't seen it come to fruition. So to see Goff answering questions uh, with that, with that logo in the background, it was, uh, it, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. <laughs> By the way, I like this headline in one of your favorite Detroit news organizations. Lions locker room reacts to Jim Harbaugh becoming Chargers head coach. I mean, they're preparing for the dang NFC title game. And I know he coached right down the road, and it's a huge story around there, but it just seems kind of funny to me. It's like it's like the Lions, and they, they got People Jones here because uh, he played at Michigan and all these other players, some players that didn't even play at Michigan, and they're all – reacting to the big news about Jim Harbaugh. It's it's just like Harbaugh kind of with his cheating scandal and then winning the national title and now going to the Chargers. It's like he, he seems to own every news cycle, doesn't he? He does, especially there. I mean, one of the 
the biggest eye openers for me when I moved down to Texas was just going to a bar on a Saturday to watch college football and being so used to when I would do that in Michigan, it's like, you know, either Michigan, Michigan State's going to be on maybe Notre Dame. That's it. You go to a bar down here. It's like you have the whole bar is split with people that are, you know, whatever, Texas, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor. Like, I mean, there's just so many different teams to root for. And so when we go to like to the combine, I'm not even worried about that local college angle because there's, there's no sense in me worrying about that. You know, if that player is from a local college and they could be potentially fit for the Cowboys. Yeah. That, that's definitely a player I want to talk to, but you're just talking to my friends that are in the media and in different, you know, areas like Detroit. It just, it's totally different when you go to the combine because you're not worried about that college aspect. And I just, I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's say that's the same exact thing happened. Texas won it all. Sarkeesian's leaving. I'm like, I, w- I can't even think of anybody that I would, Am I going up to Malik Jefferson in the Cowboys locker room and asking about that? I doubt it. So it, it is different, but that is such a huge, I mean, those Detroit sports has been down for a while. So to have those two stories, you know, going on at the same time in a, in a football city, I mean, I, I, there's many a times I'm a big sports talk radio fan. There's many a times where I'll talk to my brother about it and be like, Man, I don't know what they have to talk about, but right now they don't, they're no, there's no shortage of things to talk about. Is, is Dan Campbell. I mean, he's like an instant legend there already i mean he's become this kind of iconic detroit guy i mean he's embraced everything about the city i've even see those like hype videos where he's talking about the car industry and i mean he's just kind of become obviously they love him i mean isn't it amazing how it was a big joke i mean what are we three years removed from him that famous introductory i want to take their kneecaps out and i want to do this and then i want to beat them up some more and it was like Oh my gosh! I mean, what what in the world? Who is this guy, and what have they done? And I mean, he's he's now. You look around the league, and you got you got Shanahan, obviously John Harbaugh. Huge respect for him, Andy Reid. But I mean, is Dan Campbell like automatically? Is he is he right now a top five coach in the NFL? Has that already happened, basically, because of this run? I mean, some could say that I wouldn't, I'm not, I never judged any players, coaches, teams off of any one year. Now he has been building for the last two or three years, but I I still think that you need to have even more playoff success to be in that top five group. But yeah, in Detroit, I mean, he's the best coach they've had since Wayne Fonz. I mean, so it's not like you really have a a lot that has been going on recently to get excited about. And when you talk about the biting the kneecaps off, yeah, you don't, you you think of that as as a joke when you're from Detroit too, because you're just like, well, of course they're not going to get the right guy. They're just, they're not going to fix this thing. It's just going to keep going in this direction. You don't think that. So when you hear a guy talk like that, you're like, this is going to be a disaster. But that, what, what else did you expect? You don't expect it to be like, no, no, no. They're thinking outside the box. They're, gonna, they're ahead of the, the process here. Uh, you just don't think of the Lions being like that. And honestly, it was this way uh, this year with the draft when they're sitting there and they're, and they're, they're, they're trading these picks, but, but they're using the picks to draft a running back and a tight end and a safety with these premium picks. They're all positions that you're just like, that's not really what you're supposed to use premium picks on. And it's been a huge success. And again, you just aren't used to giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've been bad for so long. When the, when the Steelers do that, or uh, you know, the Ravens or the Packers, you're just like, yeah, that's one of the best organizations in the game. You don't assume that the lions will do that. And it, I will say this, the, the biggest thing, if you're not, you don't care about the lions or any of this conversation, I will say whatever you're a fan of in the NFL, it speaks to how quickly you can turn it around with, a handful of players, a new coach, a new direction. 
uh, you can turn it around pretty quick. And it's not just the, the Lions. It's You see what's, what Stroud did down in Houston. You see how quickly Joe Burrow turned around Cincinnati. I like using those as an example because those are closer to the Lions than the Cowboys, where you're like the Cowboys, you just feel like, yeah, they should be able to make a move here or there and then turn this thing around. It just, it just hasn't happened. All right, John Mashota from The Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What do you think, Jerry, when he sees the Lions, a team they beat, albeit a controversial ending, but a team they beat playing against a team they haven't been able to get past, how do you think Jerry, you try to get inside Jerry's mind, which can be a scary place, how do you think Jerry views this? Um, and and well, is it kind of like, hey, we're extremely close because we beat one of the teams in the NFC title game? Well, I think we can. It's a little bit easier right now to get into his head and, and into the way he's thinking because he's already played one of his cards, and that's bringing back Mike McCarthy. If he didn't think they were close, he wouldn't have done mm-hmm. that. And so mm-hmm. I think that that part of it, and then like you mentioned, the Lions being there, let's see how this game goes against the Niners because if the Niners just blow the Lions out, it's going to show you that, again, that the Niners are just in a different class than the rest of the NFC, so you're probably not that close. But if the Lions were to beat the Niners, I mean, that could just be more gasoline to the fire for Jerry to think, like, now we're just like one player away or one this or one that away. And, and, and I do believe he thinks that because of how talented the team was, because that they've gone three straight years of winning 12 games, uh, because, because they ended up being the two seed in the playoffs. I don't think he thinks they're that far away. That's why he's bringing McCarthy back. So, yeah, if the, if the Lions beat the Niners, uh, that could have some impact on Jerry's thinking about how he's running the Cowboys next season. Did, did Mike almost seem – what did you think of his countenance – at that news conference, I, I, I kind of went back and studied him a little bit, and it was like he knew he had to do it, and you have to do those things at the end of the year. But I almost sensed he was a bit embarrassed, like like that he had to be that defensive, you know, like, and I don't, I'm not even sure he was that defensive. I'm just saying three straight 12. No, you're on the right track. Be, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. I just thought there was part of his body language that, Maybe was in even some of those later questions where he almost wanted to go, give me a break. You know, I've won 37 games here, and I can't believe I'm, I'm having to be up here explaining to fans why I should have to be back. Did you, did you feel any of that coming from him or, or even a, just a, a tad bit of embarrassment that he had to almost be in that situation that he was in that day? No, I think you're on the right track with that. I, I, there's definitely something to that. Um, I always think of it from a standpoint of, yeah, we cover sports and, and we're sports, you know, fans of sports. We watch a lot of sports and, and, and we got a good grip on it because we've been doing it for a while. Um, but we don't know as much as the coaches know. And especially if you're a coach that's won a Super Bowl, I guarantee you there's a part of him that, that feels that way. Like, guys, I've done this before. I understand we didn't get the result that we wanted against Green Bay, but I, I know how to win a Super Bowl. I, I did it in Green Bay. I did it in year five. We had a lot of success there. We went to the playoffs over and over again in a league that of parity that it's so hard to do. And I've already won 12 games in a row, or 12 games each of the last three years. Obviously, this thing's headed in the right direction. I know what I'm doing. He can't say that up there, not after that Packers game, not getting blown out the way that they got blown out, not being down 27 late in the first half. You cannot go up there and say that. That would just look so tone deaf. But I guess, you know what, maybe he could have. Because at the same time, you mentioned the Dan Campbell thing. I go back to the the, the other one because most of the time people are like, yeah, you know, this guy won the press conference. And you're just like, well, yeah, I would say 99% of the time they do. But the two yeah. times that stand out to me are as a Dan Campbell one 
And then that one when Sirianni was talking about growing flowers and not being able to see see the roots growing and things like that. And even his opening press conference was a disaster. And, may, hey, maybe he isn't the right coach for Philly, but that looks so bad that you were like, oh, this is going to be epically horrible. And they end up going to the Super Bowl a couple of years later. So I, I guess I guess you can go up there and say whatever you want, but I, that's not Mike McCarthy's personality. I think his personality is much more to stand up there, take the shots, answer the questions, and then probably go back after he leaves there and maybe say a few words to Tad Carper, the, the, the head of the Cowboys PR, and maybe a few others about whatever – um, but that's not really like him to, to to really lose it too much on the podium. Yeah, there's just he had a very buttoned up look, and he knew he had to kind of take it right. He knew he had to sit up there and take it a little bit. But there was a I don't know if it was a it was a smirk almost, and he did say what did he say? I like that moment where he's like, "We take zero, we take no responsibility on what happened here before," because I'm sure any of that talk of the 28 season since the NFC title game. That gets old. Uh, you know, it's just like, hey, I had nothing to do with most of that. You know, so. And you know what? Hey, made... Matt, he was asked two weeks ago about that. And, and, and he had, a, like, you know, your, your typical, like, response about, you know, but, I mean, the season was still going on. When he said that in that press conference, that, that to me, especially it wasn't at the beginning either. It was towards the end. When he said that, one of the first things I thought of was, oh, this is something that he's wanted to get off his chest. He's been thinking about this. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, we don't take any responsibility for that. It's kind of like, if y'all want to beat up Jerry, he's right over there. He's right upstairs right now. But I'm, don't beat me up for that. Don't beat me up for all those misses. Uh, well, hey, hold for, on. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Let me ask you a question about that. If this was three or four years ago, I can understand that being somewhat of a storyline. But aren't we past that? I mean, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy – They've been around for a little bit here. Like, I don't think that, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I don't judge them off of what happened 28 years ago. I judge them off of these last three or four years. I think that they're they're carrying their own weight of their own coming up short and falling short in the playoffs. I don't think that it's necessarily, I'm sure there's a ton of, like, you know, Cowboys fans that, that do feel that way, but I don't think that that's the majority. I think the majority looks at what's happened the last three or four years. Yeah, I think that's right. I just think when you get mad about a current season, you 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 tend to look at Jerry right above all, and he's been the one that's been around for however many you know thirty something years, and so it, it, it that still draws your ire is like oh my gosh, and then of course every time there's a new breakthrough team, it makes you it makes people even matter. It's like nobody's happy for Detroit. It's just like it's just more misery for the Cowboys. I mean maybe not every fan's like that. Like I'm I grew up a Cowboys fan. But, and I think it's just, I mean, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Like, I, I thought it was funny a few years ago when, like, the Bengals made the Super Bowl. It felt weird. But I'm like, I like the feeling because it's just, it's a strange thing. that you, It's not really supposed to happen, and it's happening. So, I don't know. I don't know how, but I think, I think a lot of fans are just like, man, this is just more. And at this point, it just becomes like comedy that the Cowboys have gone yeah. so long. But you're right, those yeah. other folks. Yeah, no, you yeah. know what the comp, the comp to me would be the as if with baseball, if it had been 28 years since the Yankees got to the World Series, but here's the Oakland A's getting there. Like, you're just looking around like, wait, how 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 is how Oakland getting there? Or, or or heck, even just this, this previous year, seeing seeing that, that Arizona Diamondbacks team get there. Now, 
the Yankees won it in 2009. I mean, I know that probably seems a long time ago to Yankees fans of what they spend, but I think that Cowboys fans look at this when they see a Lions or a Bengals and they're like, yeah, we get it. There's a lot of parity here, but also we have a lot of advantages here. So I'm not saying we should be in this thing every year, maybe not even every five years, but we should be there every 10 years, I would think. Uh-huh. Like, like, like maybe even you stumble into an NFC title game at some point. Like something goes your way. And, I mean, you can't stumble into one, but you know what I'm saying. It's like if you keep knocking on the door, something's going to happen. And uh, so, I, I don't know. If they ever do it, if they ever made an NFC title game, I mean, everybody would get, like, huge extensions. Like, I, it, it's, it's funny that even people still talk about the Super Bowl because for the, what the Lions have done, and that's, that's what I'm curious. Are you, do you think the Lions fans do have kind of, uh, and hopefully the players don't have this, but a happy-to-be-here mentality like this is the most awesome thing and like may you know but they don't really think they're going to break through and and I don't think Campbell will let his players think like that but there there has to be a little bit of that feeling and I don't know if it happens in the locker room but you're a longtime Lions fan don't you think that's a little bit how the fan base thinks is like hey anything more than this is gravy but getting getting to this point is like the most enormous breakthrough we could ever imagine, in a sense. Yeah, for sure, especially any fan over the age of 2025, because there are just a lot of things that have happened in the last two seasons that showed you that it wasn't, you know, it's really popular in Detroit to say SOL, same old Lions, people say it all the time. And there's just a lot of things that have happened in the last year or two that show you that they're not the same. Uh, when they won in Kansas City this year to open the season, uh, the way they closed out last season on that winning streak and, and, and and kind of had the exclamation part, exclamation mark part of it being that they beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay to keep the Packers out of out of the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers' uh, time with the Packers, that, just things like that that the Lions typically don't do. There's been a, multiple games this year where you were like, ah, yeah, the Lions in the past would have lost this, including in the playoffs. And so for them to even get to the NFC Championship game, I do think that most fans want to go further. Obviously, they think that the team's capable of winning at all. But I think you look, if they were to lose the Niners, then a lot of people look back and be like, man, this is a young team. We got the right head coach. This is headed in the right direction. Uh, we're going to be back here, which you, you never know that you will be. So that, that's the other part of it. But I do want to say I don't think the players are thinking that at all. Because I don't think, I mean, it's such a young team. I don't, I don't see them being like mm -hmm. really caring about not winning a Super Bowl or, or a championship since the 57 season. I, I don't think that they, I think that they look at it as, hey, why not us type thing. Yeah. Like if you went player to player and said, "What can you tell me about Wayne Fonts?" You don't think we'd get a whole lot of? We think we'd get a lot of strange looks. <laughs> I think you can. I think you can fast forward up to Matt Millen and Joey Harrington and and Roy Williams and Charles Rogers and Jeff Backus. I don't think they know anything about them, uh, much less Wayne. I bet you the, most of those guys, all they know are, you know, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and maybe a handful of other guys. But that's about it. Remember that blog that was kind of popular among Detroit people, like when blogging was huge, and you know I was heavily involved in the blogosphere. And I first got to ESPN.com, and there was one like called "The Ghost of Wayne Fonts" or something along those lines. <laughs> like it was good. It was good. It was kind of funny. I can't remember, but it was like, you know how everybody has a podcast now, right? That's how it used to be in the with the blog. I mean, it was just. It was just like everybody in America had to have a blog all of a sudden. Oh, I, I mean, I get that if, if you've got a team that's doing well or making moves and stuff like that. I just don't know the ah, – man, there's just been a lot of 
a lot of bad with the Lions over the last 20, 30 years. So I don't know how productive that blog would be, but I, I don't know of it now. So I know it's it not around good. anymore. I liked it. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see what those guys are up to now. I thought that was a good block. I just hope they take the uh, – I'm. by the way, I'm, weren't you cringing when that poor reporter was asking Todd Bowles? I just I, – I watched that and had to turn it off when when the reporter was asking him a couple – or whenever about, like, having to go to Detroit with the weather at all and, like, how would they prepare for the weather? Yeah, I, I mean – They've been inside like, since 1975, so yeah. I, know, I just, I, <laughs> I just wanted to be like somebody's got to help her, like you know, like just reach over and go, no, 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 like stop her. I mean, I guess there's no way. I don't Bowles know if was, you'd want to do that. I don't know if you'd want to do that. Uh, I, from what I heard, it was a news reporter, um, oh, okay. who was helping out, filling in type thing. I, I think they they might not have uh, someone in their sports department anymore. These are just rumors I had heard because I don't know who who the reporter was but that's just yeah. what I had heard and so I don't know that she knew the background on that and I don't know I, I just can't see a lot of reporters stepping in on someone else's question like that mid-question uh maybe but uh I thought Todd yeah. Bowles did a good job handling it like if I ever felt you were going to get yourself in a bad situation I would step in but I've I've never I've never had any I've always had faith in you well, I appreciate. The, I would welcome I, that. I'm the I'm the problem. I'm the peop, I'm the guy people <laughs> need to step in on sometimes. But uh, all right. Well, uh, good luck, man. This this will be fun. How are you? Uh, I've now I've told you you need to drop everything and get to the Super Bowl if you have that opportunity. Uh, and and I think you need to be in Vegas. It's just you you need to be there. I don't think the the going to Detroit is what you need to do. Now you may disagree, and that's fine. Uh, what about uh, what about Sunday? How are you going to take this thing in? So I do have a friend that's in town from work uh, from Detroit, so I'm going to watch the game with him and maybe other few others around here. Uh, but, yes, I've made several calls. Um, I've, I've put it out there to several people that have way more pull than I do that if the Lions are to somehow beat the Niners, um, I need two tickets and not for the – nine thousand five hundred dollars that the cheapest tickets going for right now on the secondary market i need to be a little bit cheaper than that but yes i would ideally the plan is if they were to win my brother and i would go to las vegas but yeah uh i, th- I think you got a chance the, the thing that things that are working against me are that uh the lions fan base has traveled really well and it's been so long that i expect them to, to travel very well if that was to happen also first super bowl in las vegas also the fact that that stadium only holds sixty five thousand. There's a lot of things working against me, but I'm not. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fight to the end. All right, I'll give you an old travel tip for Vegas that I learned a long, long time ago. Try to try to go ahead and book something at like the Circus Circus Hotel, like a hotel that no one would ever think of staying. All right, and, and you could you could maybe maybe get a little you know, and then start working your way up. You could kind of just long as you have a hotel room, then you can start kind of trying to trade up, but. Uh, Keep that place in mind, okay? And and then yeah, don't try to yeah. don't try to gamble there because I think it it's it's, it's basically for kids. <laughs> that is, no, nah, I don't think it is. Uh, so I, I usually go to Vegas at least once every couple of years for the for the first round of the NCAA tournament, and uh, I've done my share of walking around the city to just kind of take in the different levels, and there are a level for just about everybody's dollar amount to stay in Las Vegas, <laughs> from the highest of high rollers to 
Circus Circus. And I'll tell you what, I went into Circus Circus about two years ago, and that smell of cigarette smoke was, you just don't forget something like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not all looking to stop tomorrow, are they? They're not. They're, they're, they've decided to go ahead and commit to their, their lifetime of smoking. All right. There's just well, there's different price points in those hotels. There's different price yeah. points for everybody's whatever. And now for the Super Bowl, probably everything will be crazy, but that's fine. If I need to drive a few hours to somewhere, I can do that too. I just need to get. I just need to be in the building for the game if the Lions are in it. Yeah, and then I, I'll remind me if you do go the the Mosley Progressive betting system. I've, I did okay. learn yeah many years ago at the blackjack table the Progressive betting system, and I'd love to share that with you. All right. Um, <laughs> John, all all my best. Appreciate you. Good luck. We'll be rooting for those Lions. Give Sod my best. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. John Mashoda from The Athletic jumping on with us to talk about those Detroit Lions in the NFC title game. Still sounds crazy. Um, let's Speaking of that, let's get get you ready for Sundays, I mean, it's going to be quite a day of uh, activity starting at 2 o'clock with those two matchups. Um, let's do that, and let's do that next. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Wit Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin. Wit Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new New and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Mosley Show. As we roll along, man, we in the five o'clock hour yesterday had a big had a big uh, visit with Baylor's new O line coach, their new offensive coordinator. In the four o'clock hour yesterday, we're going to let you hear a little bit. The, the uh, interview with the O-line coach, uh, Coach Kapilovic, um, Cappy, they call him. The uh, Chris Kapilovic came from Michigan State. He's gotten a ton of play. A lot of people love that interview, so we're going to share a little bit of that with you to start the 4 o'clock hour. But, you know, it's NFL blitz time. It, this is a major blitz package time. And this is when Aaron Sexton, you know, he provides – some of the headlines, and we both react to it. It's the NFL Blitz Package. Aaron, what do you have for us? Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews was activated off the injured reserve today, providing a major boost for the Ravens offense ahead of Sunday's AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. 
Andrews injured his left ankle during a 34-29 win over the Bengals November 16th. The initial fear was that he would miss the rest of the season. He spent six hours a day rehabbing a cracked fibula and ligament damage at the Ravens facility and is expected to play against the Chiefs on Sunday. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, and Aaron, I don't know if this is just like a Willis Reed, like we may have him available, plant something in the other team, make them prepare for somebody else. Great player, great player. But, I mean, I, I don't – if he does play, have a hard time thinking we're going to see him full tilt. But perhaps the presence. I mean, Aaron, think back. Cowboys have kind of done this in the past with Witten. Just the very presence of getting him back for a game, they thought it might inspire his teammates. They did that one time with DeMarcus Ware. Had a really bad back injury. Didn't look like he was going to play against the Saints. Went out there as a situational-type pass rusher and I think had a couple of sacks in a big upset. They were not supposed to beat the great Saints back in whatever year that would have been, 2008 or 9, and they went in and they took them down and beat them 13-10, to 10, I believe it was. And, the, and so every once in a while, one of these type injuries can offer – inspiration or somebody coming back from it all right sir what else do we have the chiefs will be without all pro guard joe Fooney once for sunday's championship game and have four other players listed as questionable the biggest being running back isaiah pacheco with ankle and toe injuries also linebackers willie gay linebacker willie gay safety mike edwards and wide receiver curious tony are all questionable for sunday's game Tony hasn't played since week 15 against the Patriots. <laughs> Eric, do you feel like fans for Chiefs might be okay with Tony not coming back? I think they'll hasn't, be all right, yeah. <laughs> hasn't he caused enough suffering in that fan base? I, Pacheco's going to play. You know he's going to play. He was out there interview, uh, being interviewed this this week, and he had a cool Pacheco like sweatshirt on. In fact, I, I kind of thought, man, I kind of like that, a Pacheco uh, I just like him. I like saying his name. It seems like the, a name for like a fighter, a boxer. But uh, Pacheco, I love that guy. And then Aaron, Willie Gay, I think that's number 50. And I like him. Oh, man, he's a sideline to sideline, get after you kind of guy. And they, they play better when he's out there. Now, Aaron, there's somebody that, I, and again, I can't, you know, I spend so much of the year focused on the Cowboys. I do watch the Chiefs. <clears throat> Aaron, you're more familiar with their offensive players because you're such a fantasy guy. But that Karloftis, that that that's a guy that gets my attention. I think he's 56. He just he's a he's a sack. He's a guy that can have one of those big sack games. Aaron, who's the most feared member of that? defense would it, would it be jones yeah just oh, because yeah. of it he's a massive dude and he pushes that pocket i guess jones would be the most feared who would you say after that would you say carloftis i would say sneed because he he locks down Ooh, the, the opposing sneed. player's best receiver every mm-hmm. game does a remarkable job of it yep gets a good one aaron number 39 i believe and he finally gave up a touchdown the other day to our guy aaron Shakir, love that Shakir, the way he runs around out there for uh, for the Bills. 
I'm now convinced, Aaron, that anybody that puts a number 10 jersey on is going to be extremely hard to cover. <laughs> Whether they play for Tampa, Buffalo, isn't that what our buddy uh, Cole Beasley used to wear? What was his number? Was he number 10 for Buffalo back in the day? Was he number 10 for the Cowboys? Is that right? Cole Beasley? I think he was. I think anybody who puts the number 10 jersey on is is going to be tough to cover. That's my new theory. Aaron, who is number 10 for the Lions? Now, if I thought back hard enough, I would say they used to have a number 10. What number is People Jones? Anyway, I they've had some number 10s that scared me in the past. It's just it's always a jitterbug slot type player. If if you got a number 10, you got something. Is is my new that's a that's a working Mosley theory, all right? So their current number 10 is backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who I didn't even realize was the backup because Jared Goff's been healthy all year. One of the few quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Bridgewater. Okay. Well, my theory breaks down with the, with the Lions because, yes, sometimes they're quarterbacks. But sometimes they're, they're guys that can just get after you in space. And I do love the number 10 jersey and a lot of the players that fill that number 10 jersey. All right, Aaron, continue on. I mean, this is – I mean, this can be an expanded version if you need it to be because it is – AFC NFC title game weekend. We go to the NFC championship game as the 49ers and the Lions get ready to tango on Sunday. 49ers look to be almost completely healthy. Debo Samuels practiced for the second straight day after missing Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury he sustained in. Sunday's win over the Green Bay Packers, but he is expected to play, which means the 49ers will be basically at full strength for the NFC Championship game. The Lions will be close. They were concerned about all-pro center uh, Frank Ragnow due to ankle, toe, knee, and back concerns. <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, accurate, I guess, for an offensive lineman. But he has been cleared. He practiced in full today, and he will go and uh, – that's good for the Lions because their splits in the run game with and without Ragno are pretty drastic. They go from one of the top two or three running teams in the league to bottom ten when he's not in. Pretty remarkable drop-off. Kind of like the Cowboys without Zach. Well, yeah. You know, things can, yep. get, things can get ugly over there. Um, Aaron, I just texted you one. And I don't know, we may play it later in the program. We've got a lot of great guests lined up for you. Um, by the way, I, I don't think I've mentioned Jarrett Anderson, the um, the uh, longtime Gary Patterson ally, compatriot. They were together for like 20-something seasons. Uh, he's from East Texas. He's from Tyler originally. He's the new Baylor tight ends coach. He is set to join us at 5.30 today. I like him. I like him. I think he's going to be a good fit. And I like the fact that he's kind of done, he's done a little bit of everything over the years. I mean, he's been OC, O-line, defense, special teams, tight ends. He can do it all. 
really going to be valuable over there to uh, to uh, our man, uh, to uh, Dave Aranda. Okay, Aaron, by the way, I did send you this Lions thing where Dan Campbell, I, if you don't love Dan Campbell, you got to look, you got to watch him. You got to find this clip of him. It's on the Detroit Lions, at Lions, on, on Twitter, or X. And just watch his body language. Watch everything when it's like when somebody dares to ask the question, are you going to have to hold back your guys emotionally a little bit? You know, are you going to have to hold them back early in the game? Watch his body language and watch how he responds. I, I just – the energy he brings – Aaron, I, I, it's like I want some of it. I want. He's not much younger than us. He's, you know, he's. I remember covering him, and he was already a veteran in the league. But whoa, this is this is a level of energy, Aaron. We need on the Mosley Show. All right, uh, we are going to let you hear something that we're. We I just love this interview. Uh, we had the man they call Cap or Cappy, uh, and. It, 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 I mean, he just he's a really good coach and a really good old line coach. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. It's Baylor's new offensive line coach. And he is going to – it's Kapilovic is his last name, Chris Kapilovic. And he's going to join us next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts and would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. 
That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Chris Kapilovic uh, joining us now. And, uh, Coach, I'm glad you made it safely the other day. Y'all had some weather and flights diverted and everything. But uh, great to have you on the show and, and welcome to town. I know it's a, it's a uh, business where you do have to up and move a lot, but uh, – I'm, you know, to to be up there in all that cold. Now, you probably in these last couple of weeks, you probably recognize this weather. It probably reminds you of your time in East Lansing, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I made that comment to a couple of coaches. I thought I left Michigan. No question. So uh, today was a good day. I, at least I was down south a little bit and it was like 70 degrees and sunny. So it was uh, it was nice to see some of that Texas weather. Well, and that's you're going to be out in West Texas, South Texas, um, some great football players all over the state. How much over the years, I know all the places you've been, but how much did y'all recruit 
the state of Texas, even over the years, whether you were at UNC, Michigan State, did you were you able to kind of hit the ground running? Because I would think any of these major programs, you're trying to pick off at least a few kids from Texas. How how has it been kind of hitting the ground running and and getting to know these Texas high school coaches? Yeah, it's uh, when I was at Colorado, we were in we were in Texas quite a bit, and I was only there for a year. Um, when I was at North Carolina or Michigan State, it was more of a, you know, spot situation or mm-hmm. we had a relationship with a kid or a coach. But I tell you, it's, it's uh, I've been on the road now almost three weeks, and, and everywhere you go, every coach has is, is been welcoming, and it's a great setup, and you got access to the coaches and, and to the kids. And so it's uh, it, it's it's different all over the country, you know, being able to do that. And here it's been really good. So I'm excited about it. So you, you went to the portal and and you made a couple of additions, you know, probably even before you actually gotten to meet your own players. So, I mean, you, know, you talk about hit the ground running, you, you're, you know, your head spinning. Oh, we got to, we got to sign this class. Oh, we got to do this. We got to go in the portal. Um, you have had a chance, I guess, to maybe have some, some, you know, some one-on-ones, but as far as like getting them on the field, doing like that, I'm sure you're dying to do that. See how they react, even in kind of a walkthrough type situation. What do you, as you kind of go back through and look at last season, obviously they could not run the ball last year. It's well documented. Um, but what, what do you see? Because you're inheriting a group that in some ways is probably – been beaten down like a lot of the players. It's no fun to lose. They go one and seven at home. What have you encountered? Is it a? Uh, I mean, I bet they're kind of excited to to get a new start and, in a sense, have a a fresh slate with a new group of coaches. But there's also it's a little scary when you have a new group come in. What have you encountered in that way? Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I I've met my players twice. Since I've been here, we we the second time I met him was we actually have football school. So I came off the road, got in the office uh, by one. We had a meeting at two thirty, and so it's 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 one of those deals. You get a limited time to meet. We go on the field and we're kind of just walking through things, no contact, full speed. But that's that's the <laughs> that's the time I've had with them. But just in the two meetings I've had, um, you can just see. Um, there's there's great intensity from these guys wanting to be good, you know, wanting to be coached up, uh, you know, fresh start, new offense, all the things you talked about. You know, it'll be a little bit different than what they've done, but I, I think that uh, they're going to enjoy it. Uh, you know, Spav has been obviously uh, in charge of some explosive offenses, and I've been lucky enough to be a part of some good ones as well. And so I'm excited about that. And, you know, you mentioned the portal, so – you know, you, you take the job and then you got to go find some guys right away. So we were able to pick up two really good players. I feel really good about a good addition to our room. So I, I just, you can sense an excitement and, and an energy from these guys that they want to, they want to bounce back and be better than what, what they showed this past year. Interesting. Those Mac players keep showing up and uh, obviously for a reason, you got some great players that come out of there, but uh, what was it at those, those uh, the players you, picked up coach what was the what were you kind of looking for i i at least one of the guys i mean you talk about us uh the picture um was he from ohio i'm thinking i mean it was just like whoa this is a massive man was it was it hey we need some more size to me that you know that looks like somebody 
you could, you know, put them wherever you want. But to me, that looks like a mauler if you put them at guard or put them in the interior of the offensive line. Yes, that's uh, Daniker you're talking about, and yeah. he does look like a big grizzly bear. So, um, <laughs> yes, we, we we needed to we needed to get bigger up front, and our run game is going to be more of of a vertical displacement. So trying to move guys off the line as opposed to the wide zone world that they lived in. Now we'll have some gap schemes, some things off of it, but we're going to need to be stout in the interior and move people vertically. So we knew we needed to go out and get a couple of big guys inside that have shown the ability to do that. You know, Kurt is uh, actually, he had some injuries, COVID. He's a seventh year guy. So he's already got a master's. He's, he's a grown man, uh, great attitude, you know, was just, thrilled having him he was supposed to visit Texas A&M right after us and we were we were able to have a great visit and have him shut it down and commit to us and not even take the visit so that was big and then uh the other Omar who we got out of Montana State he's from Texas he's from Katy and he was the the number one graded guard in FCS and a two-year starter there as a freshman and sophomore and you know he was on his visit he was 325 and uh Danica was 335 so we feel like we were able to get two good additions there as far as meeting those needs. I mean, I'm looking at him right now uh, at Kurt, and I, and I love, boy, anybody that can put up with that weather out there in Montana, I like that too. But you talk about an intimidating-looking human, so that's going to be great. <laughs> and, boy, that last part you said, that will endear yourselves even more to Baylor fans that the fact he didn't make it to College Station uh, not in our conference anymore, but we do have history with that group, uh, you know, as you well know. So th- those are great things. I'm I'm wondering, Chris Kapilovic on with us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. That that had to be one of the most difficult things of your career. Uh, I won't get too far into it, but with Mel Tucker, you'd been with him. Uh, you're at Michigan State. Y'all had had some great success a couple of years ago, and. And then to to get involved in that deal where they let him go, and that was a highly contentious situation. Now we've actually seen something not you know that a different situation, but at Baylor, what was that like? Staying there, coaching those kids when they obviously are all their heads are spinning. I mean, here's the person they've re- recruited them. The re- you know big reason why they came there. What what did what was the most difficult part of that, and what? What do you think you learned that'll kind of help you moving forward from it? Yeah, it was it was shocking. You know, we were two and zero, and and you see a tweet at eleven thirty that Saturday night, and then from there it just was something every week. Um, not you get that to happen to these poor kids, and we're flying to Iowa while we're on a plane. They get an email saying all of their NIL contracts were cut effective immediately. We had sixty two kids on NIL contracts, so their money got cut while we're on the plane going to Iowa. And so it was one thing after another, and it was, you know, I sign up for this as a coach and know that things like this can happen. You don't expect it, but those kids don't sign up for this, and and I really felt for them, Um, and it was just challenging. You know, every week, by the last month, we were playing with 44 scholarship players, and to those kids' credit, we won two games, you know, and so I guess – you know, if anything, man, it's, you just learn about the relationship you have with your guys in your room. And, you know, it meant more than anything for all of us to keep those guys together and keep playing and and, and trying to overcome all the adversity. So it, it was difficult for everyone, you know, and, and it was shocking and just not what you expected. But 
you know, I have ultimate respect for the kids that stuck it out and fought through it and did the things they had to do. I can't even imagine. I mean, you know, as they as they compare notes, and then of course, I'm sure y'all are copied, or at least your players are telling you this, and then oh yeah, we got to go play a football game. So, uh, what a what a wild deal. What about this appealed to you? I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's change there. You were probably already kind of looking, seeing what would happen at Michigan State. What about Dave Aranda? Because, you know, Larry Fedora obviously spent a little time here early on, then came back, and then Dave parted ways with him after one season. I, I, I found it interesting because, I mean, it just seems like Fedora, from what I can tell, was very encouraging, uh, even in a situation where perhaps he could have had some ill will after it didn't really work out for him with Aranda. What, were, what did Larry say to you, a guy that you had been with for so much of your career? You know, yeah, Larry, you know, still lives in Waco, and um, he was great. You know, he has ultimate respect for Coach Aranda, uh, really enjoyed working with him. Obviously, it was a tough circumstance with COVID and everything else that went on that year. So I think it, uh, you know, Coach was able to, Fedora was able to part in a way that, you know, he felt like it was the right thing to do and all that good stuff. And so he was very encouraging. He, he's been a Baylor a couple times, and, you know, Obviously, we, we I hate to bring this up, but we lost to Baylor in that bowl game at 15. Um, so we've seen them firsthand when, when they can be really good and, and winning a lot of games. And so he just talked highly about Waco, highly about Coach Aranda and the university. And, you know, he was very helpful for me and my family, him and his wife, Christy, just all the little details that come with this. And so it was uh, everything was positive coming from him in that aspect. All right, I wasn't going to bring that up, but uh, and by the way, you were not over there coaching up the defense. So while you know you didn't, I'm sure it wasn't fun. Um, it doesn't uh, that one. I don't. When I think of you, I don't think, oh my gosh, look what happened to Coach Kapilovic in that game. But Baylor, by the way, that started that year against Texas. They finally, in the second half, went full Wildcat. And it worked, and they should have done it the whole game. You know, they'd run out of quarterbacks, and uh, yep. I'm sure that's a, that's another reason why. And by the way, how does you think back on that? How does a guy like Art Bryles run out of quarterbacks? Like he should have had seven or eight quarterbacks in his room. <laughs> I'm trying to right. think how in the how in the world do you get down to where you don't have a quarterback? It does not seem like something uh, that should happen to him because you know those OCs and quarterbacks coaches they they love having about like 10 of those guys in there with them. But uh, I'm sure that's part of the portal, isn't it, Coach, that, you know, you can't – you used to kind of stack guys and have guys compete and have a nice big room, and now if they don't play after a year or two, they're gone. No doubt, you know, and, and even if they do play, look at all the kids that, that played, yes. started, had success, and still left, you know. So it it, it is different, you know, you – you, you talked about you would have maybe four or five scholarship QBs and have some walk-ons in the room that you really liked, and that that's not happening anymore. If you have three scholarship kids that are going to stay and work and give you depth, that's really a good thing, you know. And so it's it's a different world, and, and it's very transitional, and you got to be constantly, uh, you know, evaluating kids, recruiting the kids on your roster, and you got to be ready to make moves when you need to. So it's, it's definitely a different – College football has changed completely, really, in the last two, three years. So you just have to be able to keep up with it. What do you do with, with like, um, Coach Spavital? Like, how do you all quickly get on the same page? Because you all have been doing this thing separate parts of the country. Obviously, all these offensive coach coming, c- coming together. 
I'm trying to think Keenan, obviously at SMU by way of Dallas. Um, what kind of connections do you have to these guys? And like, what's that been like? Because you've been out recruiting, but at the same time, you guys need to get on the same page. And, you know, I, I'm sure at night when you get in from recruiting, there's some, you know, calls about, hey, here's what we need to think about from a blocking scheme standpoint. You'll have a lot of ideas, obviously, with a run game and, and, and even in the passing game as well. What's that been like? Yes, it's all of the above. So we, we have, a, you know, we're coming in on weekends. We're talking at night and we're putting together, you know, based off the things that Coach Fab has done. And, and, you know, then there's some things that maybe I will put in there as time goes on. But we just have to have you know, a baseline to start with the guys and, and just start implementing things and, and getting together as a staff. So we've got, you know, our, our quality control and GAs, they're doing the, the playbook version of it. And they're sending it to us. And at night we're getting on the phone, making corrections, sharing it. So it's just constantly being on the same page. And, you know, like when we have our football school, like we will tomorrow, we'll come off the road about noon and meet for about two, three hours and then go, go meet with those kids. So, you know, once we get off the road, then you'll be able to be, really be able to lock in and, and finish out the whole playbook. But that's all just constant communication and, and talking and, you know, having our young guys working behind the scenes. So a lot of, a lot of things in football, everybody's kind of done before. It's just different ways of doing it, terminology and just putting that all together. What do you want to do in the run game? I mean, they didn't do well this year at all. And that was a big part of why they struggled. I, I'm thinking back to UNC. I think there was, you know, inside zone, outside, outside zone, you know, some sweeps. I, I, y'all had a pro-style guy and then Marquise, as I recall. I mean, you really had some yep. interesting quarterbacks uh, to work with. But, like, when you think about Spavitol and what he wants to do from a scheme standpoint, what's the, what's the most important thing for these linemen? As you get the, the new guys, the portal guys, the young players that are already there, some, maybe a couple of veterans, what, what do you need to start working with them on to be ready to, to run what Spavital and obviously you've got to be effective in the run game. Uh, what, what is it? What's kind of your calling card that you like to do with linemen and, and, and just from even from a scheme standpoint? Well, the thing about, you know, Spav's offense is if you really look at it, some people hear like spread, air raid, all that stuff. It's uh-huh. not throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. It starts with the run game. It's very similar to the same type of scheme that Baylor ran in, you know, 13, 14, 15, where it's off the run game, and, and it's a vertical run game first. So, you know, having those physical guys inside and moving people, you know, vertically is where it starts. And then your tackle's got to do a great job of being able to, to cover guys up and control them in the run game. And so playing, playing hard and playing physical – is, is where it all starts. You know, the, the techniques are we're going to come, all the scheme stuff, but they need to play hard. They need to finish blocks and they need to impose their will. And that's where it all starts in this run game. And then we'll, you know, we'll have gap schemes and we'll have some one-offs and power reads and different things like that. But, but it's going to be really about those guys up front, you know, playing physical, playing nasty and getting after people. And I think that's where it's going to start. And that's the mentality we have to start building on right now. Boy, I like that. I mean, nasty – I think the, those years you talked about it used to. I think they every once in a while they they like to play to the whistle, play through the whistle, perhaps a little bit. And so uh, there there was some nastiness. Do you 
you go back and 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 I like that. I mean, just to, to expound on that a little bit, the vertical game, the vertical run game. So we're talking about maybe not you know guys who needed to go uh, east and west. These guys are going to need to get on people, move them off the ball, and then I think I heard you talking about like duos. So. I mean, maybe some double teams. Is that kind of what you're saying? When you say get vertical, you're trying to move those dudes. Instead of, like, trying to space them out, you're immediately getting them moved off the line of scrimmage. That's correct. You know, tight zone duo kind of tie hand-to-hand. You know, for people that duo came from basically was a no-pull power type principle. So what we're trying to do, because our pass game, most of it will be off the run game in that RPO world. So that's where when you look at film of Spaz offenses and even the Baylor offenses back in those days, they had all these explosive runs because everybody's scared to death of the RPO. So all of a sudden that extra safety or that extra Sam or Nickelbacker, instead of him fitting the box, he's, he's worried about the RPO, and that creates space and, and explosive run game. So it all ties hand in hand. And so the basis of this offense is we want to run it. And then if you do things to take it away, we're going to hurt you by throwing the RPO. And, you know, there's, there's some things that the SPAV does off of that that are, are unique. And it takes some time for those quarterbacks and receivers to be on the same page. But once they are, you, you really see some positive things. You look at even what happened in Cal last year. You know, once, once they kind of got to that third quarterback and he was the guy to run the system, and you look at what they did with UCLA and USC towards the end of the season, it was pretty impressive. So that's what we want to build off of that. All right. I mean, you're, I, I'm, getting, I'm sitting here like the reporter I am, just jotting all this down because I love this kind of talk, and I look forward to more conversations with you because I love to pick your brain about, like, even some of the things you value. Like some O-line coaches love the vertical jump, the vertical leap because that shows their explosion. I mean, I want to. I really want to uh, talk more. I cannot wait to meet you in person. And by the way, if you're looking at some of that film from 2013 to 2015, just go find Corey Coleman, KD Cannon, a Terrence Williams, Kendall Wright, and then you'll be okay. All right, that'll that'll <laughs> that'll, that'll help. Shock no Linwood, all those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. You're, I'm with you. I'm with you. No doubt. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Uh, safe travels, and uh, look forward to getting to meet you in person. And I hope you're making your way to town, uh, around town, finding out about all the good barbecue and all of that good stuff. But great to have you. Congratulations, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you having me on. I look forward to meeting you as well. It's going to be fun. There he goes, uh, Chris Kapilovic. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Baylor, Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 13th-ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. 
If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at Turner Chevy. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
is Matt Mosley's show. And, uh, boy, thank you for everybody who shared that. You can share it on social media that uh, Chris Kapilovic really, really um, good stuff. Aaron, I'm excited. You know, the tight ends coach for Baylor is going to be joining us. And I was just looking back, Aaron, at the um, at that tight end. You remember we were talking about that tight end that had been at Ole Miss and he'd been somewhere else that uh, had come to Baylor in the portal. and um, USC. He'd been at USC. Now, his his title on on uh, Twitter is Lil Mike. Lil Mike, they call him. And uh, you can follow him at, at mtrigg, T-R-I-G-G, with an underscore. Uh, but I... I tell you, I I gotta. I'm kind of anxious because uh, Jarrett has been with Gary so long. Gary Patterson, the guy we're going to have on at 5:30 today. Jarrett Anderson is Baylor's new tight ends coach, and I I heard him elsewhere here recently, and he was very, you know, he was very upfront about what needed to be done for that guy to get his. Uh, Get his career headed in the right direction, Aaron, and I. I think that's. Uh, I think that's going to be kind of interesting, um, and that is, um, Trig, the tight end, and is it, I guess it's Michael Trig, Aaron. But man, what a, what a you know top rank type guy, that for whatever reason. Hasn't put it all together, but I'm kind of anxious to talk to. Jarrett about that and uh and kind of see you know what he thinks but uh I I just when I was listening a little bit to uh to Jarrett man he is not he does not hold back when he's talking about what players need to do and I would imagine all those years of being around Gary Patterson he started out with Fran and Gary was with him for about 20 years at TCU um you know Hey, this this is a no nonsense, tell it like it is kind of guy, and so if someone has been highly rated, and has got a bunch of like four or five stars, no matter if but they haven't maybe done much yet, um, I I think you're going to have to earn it. This is the, the Jarrett does not strike me as a guy, Aaron, who's like, oh man, this guy's got a whole bunch of. Recruiting attention, let's throw him out there into the mix. I think this Michael Trigg is going to have to find out and prove that, hey, I'm in this for more than just, hey, I, I was a great, I have great talent, but uh, but I was never able to capitalize on it. I would say this is his last chance, his last chance, because he's been in a couple of different places for whatever. The production has never quite met the talent. So anxious to see. What Jarrett thinks about that, and um, and Aaron, I would just say this: I think the Bears, from what I can tell, and I think I'm not saying person over player, and that makes some fans they get a little mad at that and all. I think Baylor had gotten to the point where, man, it, it was like from a character standpoint, if there were any kind of questions or any kind of oh, this person's been through that, been through that, you know, it's like no, no, we need. We need these, you know, we need to look into this. I think they are a little bit more open to 
giving some people second or third chances. And I and again, part of that is if you are going to be a Christian university and you're going to talk about that part of part of that is the message of grace. And I know sometimes we joke about that is it gets brought up a lot of times when somebody gets in trouble. Um, hey, what are you going to do? But I, I, I saw a thing recently, Aaron, that Nick Saban did. And it was based on, and Nick Saban's known as a no-nonsense kind of guy, but it was about, like, giving players second chances. And it really resonated with me because I think it's easy to see, oh, so-and-so is off the team. Oh, they've, they've, they've violated some rule. Oh, next thing you know, they're going to be kicked off. And Nick's whole message was about why do we give up on these? Why do we why do we give up on these kids as fast as we do? Didn't didn't did all of us did none of us make mistakes at that age? And something about that message really kind of resonated with me. And I think we can get so caught up into let's just get let's just put a put a bunch of people with perfect character. And and they, and then it's expect everybody to to you know no no you gotta you know if you have a roster it's kind of like I've heard basketball coaches talk about it you may have a couple of guys that you have to stay on I mean not everybody's going to be Jared Butler all right who's like out leading every march and and is stepping up on the mic and is the perfect person to like lead your university someday not every player is going to be that. And so I think if the Bears are giving some players second or third chances, that's not all bad. That's not all bad. Now, what you don't want to do is is you start putting a roster together that's everybody's getting their third chance. That's not good. But I do I do see some things happening in that arena that 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 I'm okay with. And I again I I, I wish I could even play that Saban thing. Aaron, have you had a chance, by the way, to, speaking of coaches, to play that thing I, I sent you, I texted you? Have you listened to, have you listened to Dan, uh, to Dan Campbell yet? Not yet. All right. Give it a listen. Uh, I, I just was, the, the, part of this is Dan Campbell is being asked, you know, with so much emotion early in this game, do you have to maybe talk to them about maybe holding them back a little bit? And Campbell asked, answered the question about how you think he would be. I mean, it's it's like I'm not holding anybody back, and and it it, it just it's a, it's a great moment. You got to you got to watch the video to get the full the full uh, part of it. Because it, it's basically Dan Campbell saying, we're going in. Okay. Aaron, I think we'll hear the question. It's only about 10, 15-second clip. Mm-hmm. We'll hear the, you'll hear the question, and then you hear Lions head coach Dan Campbell reacting to the question. And, and uh, let's, let's give it a listen real quick. The team's been there four times. It's the first time in this game. Emotionally... Are you going to have to pull your team back a little bit? I can even see the energy in you from the other days now. And you I don't up. want to pull them back. You don't want to pull them we're back at all? them back. No, we're going. We're going. They'll adjust on the fly. But we're going in. And uh, they'll be ready. 
I just like Aaron that he's <laughs> and he's up there tapping and, and he's pacing at the podium when he's he is saying so that. So keyed up and, already. And he's just he's and just it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's just ready to go. He's got the passion. And the guy and the, the reporter was trying to like interact with him, like, oh, okay, you're you're not gonna hold him back. And and Dan and, and I just I, there that quote right there. I, I think most NFL fans and even college fans are are a little bit jealous when they see a coach like Dan. Now, you know, hey, is he going to be one of the best coaches in the NFL? It's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Time will tell. Time will tell. But he's gotten the Lions to a place they haven't been in 35 or 40 years. And I say, Aaron, when's the last time they went to an NFC title game? It's not even – I mean, I think we've got to go back 60-something years for that. I mean, you go back 30-something years to even where they won a playoff game. Who is it against? Yes, that's right, the Dallas Cowboys. They won a playoff game in 1991. All right? So the so the wild card and divisional round playoff games, they doubled their wins since 1991 in the postseason. So let's give, let's give this man his flowers, Dan Campbell. Is he, is he one of the best coaches in the NFL? Again, time will tell. Do I have him in the top ten? You bet I do. Could I make an argument that he might be already a top five coach in the NFL? I think there is an argument to be made. But I, I don't – when you see that level of passion and that level of belief, I, I'm just telling you, I think, I think college fans, NFL fans, they're – there, there. A lot of them are probably like, "Oh man, what would it be like to have our guy be like that?" Like, I think McCarthy's kind of a tough guy. He's a Pittsburgh dude. I, I mean, I think he is kind of tough. But I've never seen that. I've never seen anything that even rivals what we saw today from Dan Campbell. Aaron, what's that? What's that line? We're going in. It's just. It's just. It's like a, I mean, it, it, it honestly gives me some goosebumps when I watched it and I listened to him. All right, let's do some Campus Confidential. We got a lot to discuss. We got a lot happening in college football, college basketball. Got a, a great slate of games this weekend. All of that coming up next. Baylor, Big 12 Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Basketball welcomes TCU into Foster Pavilion this Saturday. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. 
Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Price on number 132092. Eligible trade-in. Quiet for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings Event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now, get here now, or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. Corio Health's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. We've had NFL, we've had college, 
Uh, we got Jared Anderson coming up today, scheduled to be on with us at 5.30. Baylor's new tight ends coach. Looks like we'll have Keenan Hall, the new associate uh, uh, head coach and uh, running backs coach. And he's a big hire, very important hire. But Jared is, uh, I think, with what Dave Aranda needed to do in terms of digging back in, calling plays, coaching linebackers, you know, a lot of stuff he's going to have to be involved with. He needed to have all sorts of experience on offense. And Jared Anderson has that in spades, has done a little bit of everything, and uh, and also big special teams guy. And uh, so I'm kind of excited to uh, to do that. We've had a big high school story as well, uh, uh, news breaking about uh, Midway's uh, job, and we'll have more of that uh, as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. In fact, I've heard from someone that uh, is very close and knows Joe Gillespie very well, uh, and and so that'll be kind of cool. I'll share some of those thoughts with you as we talk about uh, Midway and what's happening out there at Midway High School with its new uh, head football coach. All right, um, Aaron, though, we got a lot to get to, a lot of, a lot of stuff on your plate. Where do you want to start today? The Big 12 Baseball preseason coaches poll is out. TCU uh, voted first in the conference. Got 11 of the 13 first-place votes. They were followed by Texas. Picked to finish second with two first-place votes. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Kansas State round out the top five. Baylor picked to finish 11th in the conference. Uh, BYU and Cincinnati were picked finished last they tied in the voting at 12. how many votes did the bears hat get so those guys you said they they tied at 12 how many how many did baylor have uh that, in the, 11th place 36 points and the two 12th place teams had 21 points each okay okay um well texas and tcu big time powers uh, across uh, and and those other teams you said, Aaron, all good. I mean, Oklahoma's made noise in the past. Uh, I think you said Kansas State. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're pretty good. I every once in a while, like West Virginia will surprise you. Like I, I was looking, Aaron, in like the Player of the Year was a player from not one of the traditional we generally think it might come from texas or ou where is the um is that from was it it was west one virginia. of those uh cold weather okay that's yeah, west virginia infielder jj weatherholt preseason wow. player of the year preseason player of the year weatherholt and um is he a shortstop it says infielder but i think yeah. he is yeah i think that's right. i think so i uh, it's pretty pretty interesting that generally one of the top teams obviously is going to have the preseason player of the year. But obviously everybody thinks extremely highly of this. Now, last year I know Mitch – I know how Mitch Thompson's wired. He, he, is, he was probably angered by where folks had Baylor picked. He knew he was in a tough spot, but he – he hoped he could kind of overcome that. And through the season, it was a very, very tough season. But I, I do expect this year, because of more pitching depth, 
And some of the people they'll need help with immediately, but I'm talking about JUCO, Portal, some of the folks they brought in, they're just going to be more competitive, going to be a more competitive team. I'm not saying they're going to finish second or third or something like that. I'm just saying there's no way Mitch is going to let this thing stay down for long. And this may be still a transition year, but I, I sense this is going to be a much more competitive uh, Baylor team. Full Big 12 schedule on the men's side tomorrow and not shockingly some great matchups. The early game and 11 a.m. tip on ESPN. Number four, Houston host former Baylor assistant Jerome Tang and Kansas State at 12.30 on CBS, a top 25 matchup as number seven, Kansas, travels to Ames to take on number 23, Iowa State. 1 p.m., number 11, Oklahoma, trying to bounce back from their loss to Texas, will host number 20, Texas Tech. 1 p.m. on ESPN Plus for that game. Also, 1 p.m., ESPN2, number 21, BYU, hosts the Red Hot Texas Longhorns, who are coming off back-to-back victories over Baylor and Oklahoma in a game that, no one except for fans of the two schools in the game really cares about. The bottom two teams in the Big 12, West Virginia and Oklahoma State, will get it on also at 1 p.m. That's Big 12+. plus. Baylor hosts TCU. That's a 3 p.m. start. 2.30 for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas, ESPN2 for the TV. And the late game, Cincinnati hosts UCF at 6 o'clock on Big 12+. plus. Yeah, I like – yeah, every game except that one, Aaron, you're right, <laughs> West Virginia, OSU. Every other game interests me. I, I would I root for Coach Boynton. You know, the West Virginia coach, I kind of like him, but I don't think he's going to be the long-term answer there, Coach Eilert. I mean, in in a sense, you would just it would just be he would simply continue to be an extension of Huggins, and I love Huggins, but it's not like – Huggins was going great guns, okay? The last few years have, had not been that great at West Virginia basketball. So, uh, and who knows? Maybe he would have had a good year this year. We'll never know. But they probably need to move on. It's too good of a fan base, too good of a school. Like, it, it, West Virginia has had great basketball. And part of it's because of Huggins, obviously. But they, they need somebody in there to get that thing going. OSU is going to have to make a change because I was looking at Gallagher-Iba Arena in that last game, and the attendance was awful. They're going to have to make a change there. Um, Aaron, I was, uh, I was, you know, earlier today, I was, and I was sharing this with, with some of the the Baylor coaching staff. I, Gottlieb, Aaron, had just put a, a, a thing up, and it just said, college basketball and Aaron as I share this I'll send it I'll send it your direction but to me this is everything they're trying to do with Foster Pavilion I think Aaron from what I can tell this is a pregame the other night or maybe even last night I think they play on Thursday nights Gonzaga and it was like their student section and players getting revved up before a game and even in a down, down year. I mean, this is the worst year Mark Few has had at Gonzaga in the past 15 or 20 seasons. It's a down team. Look at that, Aaron, the one I just sent you in a minute. Whoa. That's what you want. That's what you want. You want that. You want your students. And it wasn't even, Aaron, it wasn't like 
after a big bucket or something. It literally, one of the players was over there kind of dancing in front of them, like just getting them hyped. And it was totally, you can tell they're just doing some like pregame layups. It's either pregame or halftime. But it's a reminder of what it can look like. And right now in the Big 12, it looks like that at Kansas. It, it honestly looks that way at K-State and maybe kind of at Iowa State. I don't know enough about Houston to say because uh, they hadn't been there yet in that new place. But they, they desperately need, and I think it kind of looks that way at BYU. I have to say, they got great fans at BYU. That's a good-looking mm-hmm. place. That's too big for my liking. I mean, I think you need to – but that what? But that Gonzaga thing, Aaron, that's what they're desperately wanting Baylor to look like, That the, what those students are doing in that video. Southeastern Conference finds South Carolina $100,000 for their fans storming the court after the Gamecocks 79-62 win over number six. Kentucky, the league announced the fine as the SEC has adopted more stringent fines at its meet, adopted more stringent fines after its meeting last spring. The first offense now brings a fine of $100,000. Second offense, quarter of a million, and every subsequent offense after that will cost your school half a million dollars. The league gave all members a clean slate, so this counts as South Carolina's first offense. But they do get 100K on this one? Yes. Okay. See, that's the, the, the worst, Aaron, is to have a team that, like, that's at their level that they're always, anytime they have a breakthrough win, they're tempted to run out there. Now, I would say beating Kentucky is generally the biggest thing for all those SEC teams. So maybe it'll just happen with Kentucky, you know, when they beat Kentucky. But, uh, I, I schools like South Carolina, A and M basketball. Who else in that in that Vandy? And Vandy used to be really good, but boy, they are susceptible to those kind of fines. Like if the kids come out at Baylor for anybody, they're doing the wrong thing. And no, no problem. The only time I didn't have a problem with Aaron, like. They beat to win the conference championship like the year or two after the, the national title. I think it was I think it was the year after the national title. They they won the conference and they had to beat to to secure it. They had to beat I think Iowa State, and everybody after the game just went down there and kind of milled around on the court. It wasn't a true court storming, but I I don't think that needs to happen at Foster. Like Aaron, I don't even no, think no. like that. There's no scenario where the kids need to run out there. Now, would Scott be mad at them? Probably not, because it's fun. But like they've beaten Kansas enough over the years for there not to be a court storming. Now I could see though when you get freshmen and sophomores, you get a great home crowd, and you beat Kansas, and let's say Baylor's ranked 15th. And Kansas is ranked fourth or fifth or whatever they are. I can see the kids wanting to come out. So I, I, I'm just saying, and not that they're out there listening to me. I hope they are. I would, I would advise them not to do that. We like, 
Baylor's too good at basketball to storm the court. Oh, by the way, Aaron, did you see that crowd at LSU last night? Yeah. They got beat Great by South Carolina, too. Don Staley. Yeah, got beat 76-70. But, and they can't beat South Carolina. Now, they can win a national title, but they can't beat South Carolina. I think it's like 13 straight. I don't know how long. It goes pretty goes pretty far back. But, did you, did you yeah. see what South Carolina coach Don Staley said when uh, a reporter said that they didn't treat you very well? <laughs> I did, but go ahead and She go. said, I disagree. They were calling me boo. <laughs> that's right. It's like that's great. Uh huh. She was nice about it. I like I like uh, like how Don Staley handled that. But Aaron, that's that's it, man. That's it. That's what you want with college basketball. Uh, women's basketball is like. I mean, they do it at South Carolina. They're now doing it at LSU. Aaron, what was the what was the attendance on that? I mean, it looked like a full house, and that place holds what seventeen, eighteen k. I mean, it was packed. What do they call that? The PMAC or something? I, I oh, that's yeah, the PMAC because it's P, uh, yeah. the Pete Maravich Center. Sell out of thirteen thousand two hundred and five. Okay, I was too high on the number, but yes, I mean that's that's what you're looking for, and you know what? If that makes the men's team and the new men's coach there feel bad or embarrassed too bad too win bad <laughs> yeah go win They'll more and get fans too. out yeah so uh you know listen anybody in our listening audience shocked i mean they can they, i don't care lover hater whatever anybody shocked by her bringing Thirteen or 14,000 together for a women's basketball game, you know, shame on you. All right, uh, Aaron, that is Campus Confidential. And, uh, whoo, man, that was fun stuff. Aaron, if you've got any more, let's carry it over into the 5 o'clock hour. And let's remember that at 5.30 we have a major guest, Jared Anderson, New Baylor tight ends coach. He's going, we're going to close things down with him today. And then here at 510, Aaron, an old friend of ESPN Central Texas. My old one of my, one of our old members of our show, Aaron, has an announcement to make. That happens in about 10 minutes. It's all coming up next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? 
in the distance traveled between yesterday and today. Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show sports injury expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health orthopedic team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is... The Matt Mosley Show, and um, we're having a big time today. 
and so much going on, getting you ready for the conference uh, championship weekend. Leon. And it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, you know, I still can't get my arms around the Lions being involved in this thing. I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll go on the road and win. But as we were playing for you earlier, I mean, they're not going in their hat in hand. And they have a head coach who's not apologizing for anything, and he's going rolling in there. And he he let a reporter know in no uncertain terms how that looked today. Um, now, everybody has, and even some folks at ESPN, boy, the keys to the game. We're starting to break this thing down from every standpoint. And, of course, we get Chiefs at Ravens in that first game. That's a 2 o'clock local kickoff. And, you know, the it seems like, Aaron, as I'm kind of getting ready, the, uh, you know, the, the, the thought is, um, and, again, this is getting real football ease, but that the Chiefs, can win this game if they attack the outside third of the field and then uh, and then they're talking about the Chiefs blitz. They blitzed at a rate of 32, 33%, the fourth highest in the league, and they played cover zero. And, of course, that's the blitz with no safety help on – 42 snaps, the most in the NFL. So, bottom line is, now, can you blitz Lamar? Is that going to do anything to him? I mean, he just runs around. He'll just shred you. Aaron, I did not hear you. Do we have our man? Is that what you were telling me? Okay. Okay, great. And he'll want to hear some of this tremendous information as well. And um, Drake Toll, a name, a blast from the past, is joining us. A reminder, we do have coming up, we've got major college football guest, Baylor tight ends coach, Jarrett Anderson, will be joining us. But, Drake, how are you? How much have you missed us since you've settled into your your new home? I mean, you're, you've, you've, you're, in, the, you're in Georgia. We knew that. Right. But now we're getting to a place where we can finally make an announcement of what caused you to leave the nurturing bosom that is ESPN right. Central Texas. Drake, how are you? Matt, I'm doing great. So many people, so many rumors swirling that it was you and I, the inability for us to get along, the reason that I departed. But that's not true, not in the slightest, Matt. I always had I, – I wish that we had more time together, honestly – but here I am out in Georgia, and when they say mm-hmm. that Texas is a dry heat, they mean it. This humidity is the worst. <laughs> it should be fairly chilly, I would think. So I don't know, but I guess I guess maybe it's a damp, chilly today. humidity. What is it? 75. 75. Golly. Yeah. 75 in, in Savannah, Georgia? That's right. 75 in Savannah, Georgia today. That's crazy. I thought it would be just about the same. It'd be here in uh, Waco, the greater Waco, Central Texas. Now, Drake, hopefully you've been monitoring the Baylor programs from afar. Oh, yeah. Football, some exciting hires. Um, you'll be happy to know yesterday the a uh, uh, couple of the assistants kept bringing up. They'd been looking at film and wanting to get the run game to what it was back yep. 
2013, 14, and 15. And I, you know what? I know for a lot of reasons we don't always bring up some of those great teams. It's, it's, a lot of times it's unfair to the players because there were a lot of great players, a lot of good people on those teams. Yeah. And so I, I thought it was kind of refreshing to have a couple of Baylor assistants talking about, hey, we want to get back to having that kind of run game. And then, of course, the passing game will come off of that. So, Drake, when you hear something like that, I, I would hope that you would be excited about uh, maybe the future of this Baylor offense and what's going to go on with this new uh, newly put-together staff. Well, Matt, as you well know, I've always been the chipper one when it comes to Baylor football in general. So I, I, I'll say this. For as much flack as I gave the Spavadol hire at the very beginning because the thing with Grimes was the offense at least had the football for a little bit. With Spavadol, if you go three and out in 27 seconds running the no huddle and that defense that was 110th in America goes back out there, it could drive Baylor even further into a hole. But, Matt, hearing that they're going to run the ball, and that'll be a point of emphasis because we talked about Richard Reese who was the Big 12 freshman of the year and, and just really didn't see the production he was supposed to, didn't get the carries that I think he should have. Uh, now that we're actually going to get to see that and Baylor can hopefully string out possessions that lead to red zone success, Matt, somehow I'm excited again. I appreciate that. I wish you would share some of those positive thoughts on the Big 12 uh-huh. podcast that you do, the Locked On podcast, and I think you probably have been. That is uh, – that's a good podcast, and I think you've, you're going to continue to do that. Now, without further ado, though, Drake, the reason for your appearance today, and I know there's like a video that's coinciding, but I, I am glad that you were gave us the exclusive in Central Texas because we uh, – I know you spent some time over there with the Internet folks, but, boy, we really uh, were. We were the folks who launched the Drake Toll and, uh, yeah. and really – and I think the Matt Mosley show, that three weeks you spent with me, you'll never forget. Two and that a half. forms the Two basis. And a half. Yeah. That forms the basis for what you're about to tell us. But uh Aaron, let's get some fanfare ready. Anything you want to do. Well, let's get the breaking news sounder. The very familiar breaking news sounder. And and then Drake, we're gonna let you and I and I'll set this up, but let's get a I think we need a breaking news sounder, Aaron. There it is, Drake. You remember that. Um, oh, yeah. And Drake is in Savannah, Georgia. And you'll be asking yourself, now, why, why would Drake be in Savannah? They have beautiful squares. They have beautiful gardens, homes. A lot of people do visit Savannah. But Drake has gone there to further his broadcasting career. So, and I and I know what, I've, I've been tipped off to this, and it is a neat Pretty exciting thing. But, Drake, if you would share with your audience what your new your new career is and, and, and tell us a little bit about it. Well, Matt, I'm excited to announce that I have moved permanently, permanently to Savannah to take a job with the Savannah Bananas, uh, most well-known in Central Texas for being a feature on Stephanie's Sports Talk a couple of months ago. And who would have known that a few months later I would be in their organization? So just got off the the air about two hours ago calling one of our spring training scrimmages and if you if you don't know in central texas the savannah bananas are currently the number one sports brand in the country when it comes to followership on social media more followers than any mlb nfl nhl or uh or nba team out there so they're blown up they're 
they have become an, an even bigger brand, not just out of baseball, but transcending baseball into the new sport they've invented of banana ball. And I, uh, my official title is broadcast entertainer of the party animals, who is the party animals that the team, the bananas will play night in and night out over the course of a 30 city tour. So we're in Tampa, February 8th, and we finish out in Miami on October 18th. So I'll hit the road for about nine months out of the year and, be calling a whole lot of banana ball and creating TikToks and social media stuff. And it is, it's a different world out here, Matt. The guy that founded it in 2016 sold his house, slept on an air mattress until they could get this off the ground and running. And it's become uh, one of the best stories in sports and uh, such a beloved sports entity. And now to be uh, just today, how surreal it was to sit in the broadcast booth of the Savannah bananas. I never could have pictured that for myself because of how big that brand is. But it's it's come to fruition, and Matt, I couldn't have done it without you. You're exactly right. <laughs> okay, the party animals. I think it's very yeah. appropriate. You've gone straight from the ATOs to working Correct. and broadcasting games for the party animals. This will be a good fit. Now, Aaron, you're familiar with the Savannah Bananas, and you've seen these videos. Is this can can you kind of imagine? Uh, our man Drake up there in the booth, um, and and what do you think? I mean, does it does this seem like a good fit to you, uh, Aaron, for for Drake? I mean, to me, this seems like this this could be kind of fun. This is like this is like a Belichick drafting Brady. It's a perfect fit. <laughs> it's going to be a great marriage. No, I'm being serious. Honestly, if if you were to ask me. If the Savannah Bananas were to call me up and ask me, hey, who do you think would be perfect to do our play-by-play, he would have been the first person to pop into my head, actually. <laughs> so yeah. it, it actually worked out great. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I, I, Drake, now walk us through real quick, though, because at one point you told me yeah. that, like, you'll be in costume at times. And so, like, even when y'all travel and things like that, like, in addition to broadcasting. So explain this to me. Are you going to be on, like, the PA mic at the games, or will this be, like, um, on YouTube? Like, tell me exactly how people can get to hear you during one of these games, because I would imagine your role will be to call the action, but also kind of yeah. hype things to a certain extent, um, and, which I don't think you'll have any problem doing. But what, uh, what, what, what kind of will this look and sound like? Well, I, I first, Matt, do want to kind of touch on what Aaron said uh, and, and thank Aaron. He was one of the first to help guide in this decision. When I was first put on the table and I was navigating, you know, what would a move look like? Aaron was truly one of the, one of the first two people to know and um, can't thank not just him, but a lot of people at ESPN Central Texas for their support in, in navigating the, the, the job realm, you know, fresh out of college. And when it comes to my role individually, you know, we've, We've got a, a, a rights-sharing deal, so we're on YouTube, but then also ESPN Plus, and some nights, you know, ESPN2 or ESPN, and then other nights, Nesson up on the East Coast. Uh, so it kind of jumps around, but almost every night there's a, a free stream on YouTube. And really the gist of why they do that is the company itself is based on being fans first, trying to eliminate any friction that makes it tough for people to watch. So they give you a free platform. Even if they're on ESPN plus, you can still watch on YouTube to make sure that folks get as much Savannah bananas and party animals as they can. And so uh, when we're out on the road, I'll be in the broadcast booth, bringing live play-by-play action of guys doing flips as they catch baseballs or guys playing on stilts. 
Um, I, today, I, I watched a guy on stilts slide from second to third base safely, and I, it's it's a different world. Uh, but you'll be able to find it all on social media at the Party Animals or Savannah Bananas, and then on YouTube as well. And Matt, the the video itself just dropped. I'll be in a fur coat and a party animal shirt and pit vipers and who knows what else they'll throw on me, but I will always be in costume. All right. Um, wow. The fur coat. Yeah. Six, four, extremely thin Drake toll wearing the fur coat. We'll have to Aaron here in a second. We'll have to quickly look at this video because I want to see if, what Drake looks like in the fur coat. And I, if you ever come back to do like any more China Spring games in the future, I do think you yep. ought to stick with this and go with the fur coat. I, I have that to. Would it's, be... it's in my contract now. I just, they have sewn the fur coat to my skin at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, honestly, it's, it's so neat. Some of the, the pieces that, this, uh, that the company itself has instilled with its culture when it comes to uh, the cast, they, they effectively look at a lot of us with the bananas and party animals as if we were a princess at, at Disney. I am Cinderella at Disney World, but with a baseball team. Wow. That is, uh, that is How does that really, sound, Matt? yeah, I know. I'm trying to process that. Um, in fact, my uh, family, my, my daughter and wife are headed to Disney World uh, here in oh, this wow. next week. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to mention this to them. Now, where will your get all your games be? Are they right there in kind of the greater Atlanta, Savannah? Are a lot of it there, or do you kind of is this barnstorming? Will you take this to other parts of the country? Yeah, in in short, we've sold out Minute Maid in Houston, sold out uh, Fenway. Uh, we're headed out to Fresno, Sacramento, stops in Cleveland, and uh, we Miami Marlins ballpark. Uh, the, I think the closest Central Texas we have. Houston, Oklahoma City, and and Baton Rouge will be on the stops as well. And then plenty of these over here. And in, in, we'll go to Columbia, South Carolina, and Charleston. And we'll stop up in Durham and uh, in the greater Atlanta area and spend, I think, about 20, 25 games in in Savannah individually. But I think my favorite, the one I have circled right now, my favorite trip is going to be Las Vegas in June. Las Vegas in June, Matt. Las Vegas in June. And, and they'll be right there off the strip, I'm sure. And I think I do oh, yes. think. And do you use like these minor league? Well, wait. So you're filling up. You're saying these are not minor league parks. This is like major league type environments. This yeah. Is, this is yeah, going to be. Um, yeah, that's fascinating that you could sell out that size of a uh, of a ballpark. And uh, I think you also try to get the uh, the owners, the defending World Series yep. champion. Uh, uh, Texas Rangers on board with this, but uh, this is uh, th- this is good. Drake, we're excited for you, buddy. I uh, I was uh, you know everybody's been kind of waiting, and this has been like the longest tease in in really the history of broadcasting. Uh, yeah. You've kind of played this True. thing out over about a month and a half or two months. Every ever since you gave your notice, I thought you gave your notice a little early. You could have you could have just kind of could have yeah, waited a yeah. little bit, and, and I know you were. Uh, you know, you were ready. You know, it was tough for you to be off the air for this long. So glad you have landed yeah. in what sounds like an awesome place, and um, we're we're excited for you, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to watching the video. Uh, and congratulations to you. Thank you, Matt. If ever the day comes that you want to be a Savannah Banana too, just give me a ring.
I think, I think uh, yes, be by the phone in case that call happens. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Toll on the Matt Mosley Show, announcing that he is the latest member of the Savannah Bananas. And Aaron, as I understand it, this will be, he'll be part of the, uh, the party animals. He'll be calling, and so this is, um, and I, I would imagine that's one of the teams that plays the the Savannah Bananas. So it's like they, uh, I don't know if that's like the Washington Generals and the Savannah Bananas or the Globetrotters. We'll find out more as we go. But, um, Aaron, I this first came on my radar, oh, I don't know, a year or two ago on social media, and, and I didn't really know what it was, but I thought, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious, like the dancing and all the, the funny stuff. And... Um, it is funny what you said, Aaron. I think that's appropriate. Like, it just seems like this is, I don't know what you, it's, a, it's, it's like, it's like the Globetrotters of baseball. That's probably the easiest way to think. It's also maybe with some professional wrestling mixed in. And the one thing I forgot to ask him about is like, like what level of player? Like, I don't think it's it, like these guys have to be able to ham it up and be good dancers and be funny and almost like actors, but I would imagine they also have to be able to hit the ball. Like, you can't be the Globetrotters of baseball and not have some ability. So I'll be interested to find out, like, the backgrounds for some of these players and all of that. But, uh, Aaron, that's good stuff. Drake Toll, former member of this show, and then, of course, he and Cam had a show, and then he headed out to become a member of the Savannah Bananas. If you have questions out there about this, know that you're not alone. Uh, know that I'm right there with you. But we, uh, we're, we're very excited for, uh, uh, for Drake. And, boy, Savannah, what a cool place to live. What a beautiful place. Great food, everything. Cuisine. Oh, love that place. Uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, by the way. That's kind of where that came from. Um, Aaron, let's talk to Baylor's newest tight ends coach. Let's talk some Baylor football. Let's do it next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 13th-ranked Baylor women back in action Sunday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 12.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 1 p.m. tip-off Sunday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor, or we treat you like family. Find new roads. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. My house has a Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Man, Aaron, we'll be hearing from Jared Anderson moments from now. We just heard from a guy he coached under for so long uh, and coached with, 
Gary Patterson at TCU. Uh, Gary just shared something kind of neat to bring up with uh, Jared Anderson, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll look for his call any minute now, as uh, he was set to go at 5:30 today. And Aaron, as we speak here, uh, I will uh, I will uh, uh, reach out to our folks here. And uh, we'll get Jared on. And I just want to make sure they have the proper number and everything. And I have shared that, Aaron, but I have been known to send the wrong information. But anyway, it's all out there, and we'll hear from him. And um, I I thought that was a fascinating day yesterday, having the O-line coach and the offensive coordinator on and and hearing what they thought about the run game. And you heard – Jake Spavital say something to the to the effect of it's the most important thing we do. It's the most important thing we do. And they compared it to Baylor back in the day and how they had some uh, incredible runs there from 2013 to 2015 under Art Bryles. And I thought that was really interesting to hear. Now, Aaron, while we wait on uh, Coach Anderson to join us, I – and, of course, they have, like, coaching school today, and so who knows? Um, I mean, those things don't always, and, of course, they're just now getting to meet with some of these players, so it could be going a little bit, uh, could be going a little bit long. We had the story earlier today about uh, Joe Gillespie heading to Midway. I'd been tipped off early this morning by someone that kind of was pointing toward this, and then uh, uh, David from over at Sikkim had the had the uh, story, and uh, I I just think man Joe Gillespie was the defensive coordinator at TCU. Uh, they went to the national title. He was a great high school coach, and now he is the head coach. I reached out Aaron to someone who has is close friends with him, and then a, a part of the TCU. Broadcast team, along with Brian Estridge, Landry Burdine's the guy I'm talking about. And he said his comment about Joe Gillespie was, man, first of all, he's a first-class human being, awesome guy, great family man, dad, and grandpa. Can't say enough, but he said, on the field, great teacher. Understands his scheme, how guys try to attack and knows how to get his guys in the right spots. The best thing is guys love to play for him. They love to play uh, hard for him, and that's really key to being a good coach. He's awesome. Proud to call him a friend. I mean, it's pouring in, and this is a very famous – you know, high school coach. And then I also heard earlier today from Art Bryles, and uh, Art was very excited about the news and um, uh, and went on. I was going to see what Art said, look back at this. Um, so Art just said that uh, he was very, let's see, uh, he said, I'm happy for Gillespie. He'll do a great job with the 100 emoji on there and, he was with Art Bryles back at uh, 
uh, Stephenville starting in about 1995, and then they had that incredible run. He comes back to Stephenville, wins a state title. I believe that was about 2012, and so has done some amazing things in that area. And so uh, to come back and to come to Midway, it's had so much uh, history. It's been great. They've fallen on hard times in recent years, but the foundation, I think, is there. I think Shane was getting it moving in the right direction. Shane, uh, unfortunately, his time ended this year. And, um, boy, I, 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 thought, uh, uh, I, I thought the assistant coach that stepped in really think a lot of him, Coach Martinez. Um, it, uh, I'm trying to think how to say his first name, Esmeral. Uh, I really, really did a great job. And, uh, and I think, man, he, he needs to be a part of that staff moving forward. Uh, I hope he is uh, and really like what uh, – but this is big. Aaron, this is like a, this is, you know, I mean, think about that. TCU, this guy's coaching for a national title at TCU. And this is, this is what high school football's like in Texas. You can one minute be coaching in, uh, for a national title in college, and two years later, two seasons later, or like a season later, after the next season, obviously it didn't work out for TCU the next year. I, you know, was he scapegoated? I don't know. Uh, but he was out there. And uh, but he is a he's regarded as a tremendous coach and he will take over at Midway. And I've already reached out to him and, and we'll uh, we'll certainly have him on soon. We are waiting for Jarrett Anderson, Baylor's newest uh, tight ends coach. And uh, I have reached out to uh, Baylor there. And so who knows? He, again, Aaron, sometimes, um, you know, they might not know that our show ends uh, <laughs> when it ends, so we might have to say goodnight and reschedule with Jared Anderson. And if we do so, that's fine. Um, I think, Aaron, the news of Baylor um, going back to trying to run it like the old days, uh, and I say old days, those Bryles years, 2013, 14, and 15, I think that's exciting. I think it's going to be um, – Huge tempo, running a lot of plays. That part of it is going to be very exciting. We just had the news, by the way. Drake Toll, our old friend, used to be part of our show. He called in and uh, to make the announcement that he will be with the Savannah Bananas. And uh, I'm still just uh, – it's, it's, it's a very interesting news to share, but that is a, like – highly entertaining group and Aaron that's kind of exciting to think about like that they're filling up major league baseball stadiums like our ballparks I I didn't I don't know if I had that great of idea that that was happening and apparently that is happening and he will be one of the lead announcers for one of the teams there the party animals and so and then Aaron what did he say he'll be dressing in the law the long fur coat long fur it's perfect for him <laughs> oh man. i can't pull off that he, kind of drip but he can i hope he and you know it's it's helpful to be extremely tall if you're going to wear a fur coat and he is six right. four uh and i just think that's that's the kind of person that needs to be in a fur coat if anybody does you know we don't like the we know people get mad about the animals and all that kind of stuff so we don't want to make anybody mad there um 
Aaron, I you had this news earlier. As we uh, wait for Jarrett, and we'll see if we get him here at the end of the show, um, the uh, the Pro Bowl tight end Mark Andrews, as you said, was activated today off of uh, injured reserve. And it's, they're thinking it's going to provide a major boost for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I, I, I think it may be more for just inspiration. The sight of him could get people excited. Andrew said, quote, I'm excited. I love to play football. I love the Ravens. I love the city. I'm going to give them everything I've got. Aaron, why do I have such a hard time? I mean, the Ravens should win this game. They're playing at home. They've been a better team. They've got a dominant defense. They've got an unbelievable quarterback. And yet, because of Mahomes and because of Reed, it's not like they're poorly coached. Love their coach. Love their coach. Love their GM. I've known Eric DaCosta for many, many years, and he's a good friend. But, Aaron, people that bet against Patrick Mahomes usually end up on the wrong end. If this game comes down to the final minutes – you could see him winning it. You know, now if I'm I'm saying which kicker do I trust the most, it would be the Ravens kicker because he's been doing it forever and he's awesome. Has he ever missed a big kick? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Justin Tucker has missed a big kick. Aaron, as we get closer to kickoff, and, and we'll talk about the other game as well, but I, I'm just – I, I, I do like the feel-good story of Andrews coming back. I don't know, I don't know like how much he'll be able to do. He was quoted saying, we came in the league in 2018, talking about Lamar and him. We've always talked about unfinished business. This is part of that business. Ooh, I like that. Andrews, <laughs> I don't know if he borrowed this from T.O. or not, Aaron, He borrowed a hyperbaric chamber from his girlfriend's mother. (laughs) What a strange deal that a girl, his girlfriend's mother would have a hyperbaric chamber. He said he moved it into his house. Now he and Jackson are one win away from reaching the first Super Bowl. I, I mean, Aaron, I want to... I want to um, bet, I would like, if I was going to give it betting advice, which again, I'll give it, but remember, I'm not actually putting money on this. So I, I sometimes I only feel like you should trust people who are actually putting their, their money down. But th- this is, as we get closer to this one, I, I'm seeing Aaron, let's see, I was trying to check the latest lines, and I'm even seeing prop bets. Um, some some lines I'm seeing are the Ravens by three. I'm seeing three and a half in other places. Um, I I just if I'm out there and I'm betting that, I I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs to cover. I'm not ready. I mean, I'm I'm not ready to pick the Chiefs just outright. I think I'm still leaning, but I if that is the case, and again, I'm sitting here looking at. See, Aaron, you get mixed up in these things because, like, Kyle Hamilton, you know, there are prop bets on, like, how many tackles he'll have (laughs) in this game and crazy stuff like that. So I'm trying not to get bogged down 
in all of these. Uh, and I'm looking at money lines as well. Aaron, where are you? Uh, what are you seeing? In which way are you leaning? I think I like Kansas City on the money line, but I think getting four points is pretty easy to, for me to to take. Um, I, I just I'm not going to bet against Pat, Patrick Mahomes in the in the championship game or in any playoff game. He's 13 and three, and he's the only quarterback in NFL history whose offense has averaged 30 points per game in the playoffs. I know the Ravens have a great defense, but he's carved up some pretty great defenses too. Yeah, I mean, you just wonder, does is this where it, – it, I mean, they get here every year. He gets here every single year. Six years as a starter, six times in the uh, – in the in the AFC title game, I mean it, it's and and listen, he's so great that he kind of from a from a just kind of like trying to stay on pace with Brady, which is impossible to do. Brady's got six, but Aaron, if he could get if Mahomes could get that third one again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I I just I just think man, the greatness of this guy. Uh, I, I, it's going to be, I, again, I hate to pick against him, uh, especially, okay. I, I think I'm ready to, I think I would like to pick him outright and to cover. Now, Aaron, you said you saw four when it opened, it was at three. I was seeing three and a half this afternoon. Are you saying you're seeing four in places? Yeah. And actually it's, it's moved to four at most of the sports books. A couple okay. are still at three and a half, but I'm assuming that they'll bump it up along with. Uh, DraftKings and MGM bet, okay. which have both uh, already went to four. Now, I'm trying to see the latest on the Niners-Lions. Um, at one point, I looked, Aaron, in about the most recent, it was at, well, a, a couple hours ago, it was at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um God, that's a lot. I mean, that you know, for a title game, Aaron, that's got to be bordering on setting kind of some kind of record. I mean, usually teams don't get here, and it's that lopsided. Even though that's a tough place, you got to go on the road in that environment. Um, again, I I probably would end up losing my money, but I I would have to take those points. I mean, you give me seven and a half. I kind of think yeah. that thing is going to move down just a little bit as we approach game time tomorrow evening and get to seven or six and a half. Aaron, what do you see in there? Which way are you leaning? Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, Detroit is seven and a half at most sports books, but at MGM and Caesar, it's it's down to seven, so it'll be down to seven pretty much everywhere, probably by tomorrow, unless there's heavy action, obviously, <laughs> on the other side to keep it at seven and a half. But I like the, I think the 49ers win, but I like, like San Francisco, I mean, I like uh, the Lions in seven and a half. That's a lot of points, as you said. You get the half points to to uh, avoid a push, you know, if it's a touchdown difference. I like Detroit in the points. I think San Francisco uh, money line. All right. Well, Aaron, we'll get Jared Anderson another time. We got big. We got Keenan Hall, the running backs coach, next week. Uh, we had. Uh, we had lined up uh, Jarrett, and uh, again, that school they were in may have gone long. 
Yeah, that that would not. Uh, and of course, I was all excited, Aaron, because of course he's got those huge ties to. Uh, he's got big time ties to Gary Patterson. Gary had just reached out to me to say something about Jarrett, and uh, that's pretty neat. Uh, uh, that he, I think, got to coach his son last year. We'll talk to him about that. We'll get him on next week. It'll be fine, Aaron. Since we didn't get him today. We'll just we'll just uh, we'll just say hey you got to give us ten extra minutes next week, <laughs> right? We'll just tell him hey you got to <laughs> you got to do we'll give us but but no he's a great guy and it, tr- tremendous reputation so I'm sure he got in one of those meetings or Aaron maybe they're in the portal maybe they're looking inside the portal, huh? um, Aaron the latest we saw on Baylor and I, I want the before we have to sign off here in a second. Okay. I do want to go over this Baylor TCU thing, but I mean, I Baylor has got nine players in the portal. They have barely lost any players compared to most schools. Baylor has kept people. I, I think some people could say, "Well, that's cool, that's good," and then some people would say, "Well, you just went one and seven at home." I mean, is that a great thing that you're keeping all your players? Well, I think hopefully they're keeping the players they want to keep and keeping a lot of their younger players. The other thing is, tomorrow we're all going to be over at Foster Pavilion. Um, I, I mean, that place needs to be rocking. It is TCU. It's an easy, it's an easy place to, uh, it's an easy team to root against. I like Jamie Dixon as a coach. Uh, I do think Emmanuel Miller court comes off the bench. They got some guys, Jameer Nelson Jr. They have some bench players. I like, I, I, I'm, I'm it's weird to me that Charles O'Bannon Jr., has played so much over the years, and now he's not playing much. He's coming off the bench. He's not playing that much. What they will do, as they did with Mike Miles Jr., they will come downhill on you like crazy, and they're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna try to get as many possessions as they can, and they're not gonna waste any time on the shot clock. Will Baylor try to slow them down? I don't know. I hope Baylor runs with them some. I think Baylor can. And, and, of course, that the good news is I don't think you get as bogged down when a team wants to move it up and down. Can Baylor dictate pace against TCU? We shall see. All right, we got to say goodnight. Uh, that game tomorrow, 2.30 on the pregame, 3 o'clock on the uh, flagship station ESPN Central Texas. Great week, everybody. Thank you, Aaron, and we'll just continue doing it next week. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Big 12 basketball on the Friday Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we'll look at an action-packed, jam-packed schedule.